You are listening to the Otherworldly Oracle official podcast, a Burning Hallows production. We are your otherworldly hosts, Alora Rain and Kitty Fields. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to be notified of future weekly episodes. Also, head on over to our Patreon for exclusive content and bonus episodes. You'll also find a fillable Book of Shadows notes page on Patreon for today's episode. And now on to the show. Tell me your big three. In the witchy world, this phrase is used to inquire what someone's sun, moon, and rising signs are. Today, we're going to dive deep into the second set of the last six moon signs. This is part three of a three-part series where we explore the moon signs overall, along with each individual moon sign meaning. Hello. Hello, and we're back for the third part. I know. Ah, but this time you get to do all the talking, my friend. Six more signs. Six more. And we're starting off with another Venus moon sign. Yes, the Libra moon. Mm-hmm. People who have a Libra moon are big seekers of beauty and harmony in all things. They particularly love beauty and harmony when it comes to their homes, any associations that they might be involved with, and also with their material possessions. Mm. So that would mean that they're probably lovers of luxurious things as well. I think so. And I think their aesthetic is extremely important. Ah, So everything in the world of the Libra moon must be beautiful because beautiful to them also means good. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and what is beautiful is defined by the individual, right? So that is an undefinable word. Well, it's subjective, right? Right. Yeah. But uh, Like you can't say definitively, this is beautiful because it depends on each individual person. True. Meaning they'll basically do whatever it takes to appease all parties or whatever aspects are going on in the situation. They view discourse as harmful rather than a necessary necessary part of a relational growth. If they can't avoid Mm. that confrontation then their indecisiveness and ability to see all angles of a scenario make them formidable opponents in a debate. That is Can very you imagine true. the Aries moon and the Libra moon <laughs> in an argument? <laughs> Libra moons can also unconsciously allow someone else to influence their opinions and get them to change their mind on any given topic. This probably has to do with the, you know, appeasing, right? And not wanting confrontation. Exactly. They want to support others' points of view and so can easily change their stance on the issue if they feel it's more important to side with the friend rather than take a lone stand. So in that way, they're kind of, they can be people pleasers. Yes, absolutely. 
They are also people who experience living with their partner or marriage earlier than other signs. So this is because in order to feel a sense of emotional security, Libra moons need to be in the company of others, often strongly disliking being alone. So I would say extroverted, a lot of them. Yes. They, you know, are energized by being around other people more so than they are about turning inward. In the same breath, they can often often put the needs of others above their own. And this can be even to their own downfall. Exactly. They may be unable to recognize their own wants and needs and separate it from others' wants and needs. Yes, exactly. I would also say that because of their extrovertedness and wanting to be around people and just the personality in general, I've seen Libra moons can also be kind of sexual people. Oh, yes. We're getting to that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) so Libra moon children often suffer suffer from wounds surrounding upstaging and competition from their caregivers think Stifler's mom (laughs) 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 only only lasting your entire whole adulthood oh boy Mm. or perhaps you and your maternal figure engaged in the same skill like singing and every time you sang a solo your mom would come in and sing louder than you you yeah. Oh boy, the classic one-upper, that would get old. Real fast. <laughs> really fast. Often in childhood, those with Libra moons are caught between two parents who don't get along, whether living under the same roof or going through a separation. Mm. Mm. They take it upon themselves to play mediator to their parents in hopes of basically finding peace in the home. Mm. You also probably view your caregivers as social and diplomatic by any means necessary. And when Libra moons become maternal figures, they can cause a lack of security for their own children by being too indecisive, overly indulgent in all of those beautiful things that they love. Oh, no, I just said, yeah, they definitely don't want the confrontation even from their toddlers. They're like, here, just have it. I'm gone. <laughs> like, oh, I can't no, do that's it. That's definitely not me. Um, yep. Mm-mm. however libra moon also instills in their children what beauty and justice means and and how to be charming and persuasive Mm. they are also likely to teach their children lessons by allowing them to have experiences and deciding for themselves what their definitions are of right and wrong so sort of different than a cancer moon mother in that way because the cancer moon mother can tend to hover whereas the libra moon might say Go out and have your experiences, right? Exactly, yeah. Like the cancer mom, cancer moon mom is more likely to be like, uh, this is right, this is wrong. Whereas the Libra moon parent is more likely to be, okay, you had that experience. How did it feel? What did you think? Mm -hmm. Which is, I think, a good quality to have in a parent. Yes, I think so too. You're welcome all right, now to we- all the Libra moons out there. Okay, Scorpio moon. Ooh. I was going to say, now we, now we get to the stinger. I have a person very close and personal to me with a Scorpio moon, so this is going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> the moon in Scorpio gives an intensity and depth 
to its native, unlike any other sign of the Zodiac. Mm -hmm. It is the sign of the scorpion, which means that they are always digging into the depths of their own emotions and their inner world because of their need for emotional intensity. They can be your best friend or your worst enemy or two in one, basically you're a frenemy. A frenemy. <laughs> <laughs> that term was invented because of Scorpio moon. Facts. Often Scorpio moons tend to look for partners they can connect with on a deep and intimate level. Good thing. As they dig, they reveal the inner workings of those around them and are able to see flaws and spot weaknesses. And boy, will they point those out. Mm. When, <laughs> when not on your side, Scorpio moons can expose and exploit, exploit those flaws in an effort to get the upper hand, basically, or to seize control. Mm. Control is an aspect of this watery moon sign. Whether it might be control over themselves or control over others, there's always that need for control in their lives, and it gives them a sense of security, basically. Yeah. So, like when I like when I think about that, I think about like the meddling mother or the meddling auntie who's mm -hmm. like in everybody's business. Yes. Like, no, you need to do this and you need to do that. And why are you doing this? And yeah. Mm -hmm. We have one of those. I know every time she calls me, I'm like, well, I'm not going to answer that because she's just calling me to get some information out of me or, you know. <laughs> so this need for control with Scorpio moons, like I said, there's a sense of security that they're always looking for or needing, but it's it also has to do with the fear of betrayal, right? So right while they're the best keepers of the Zodiac, best, excuse me, secret keepers of the Zodiac, they will not hesitate to trade in those secrets if it makes them feel more in control over a situation. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> there are some light bulbs going off for you. Wowzers. Yes. Sting, sting. So in addition, Scorpio moons are highly sensual and sexual, needing intensity in the bedroom as well as their inner and outer worlds. Yes, true. They are also natural skeptics and never trust what they're told without first verifying the validity of that story or the presented facts. Hold a grudge. Okay, they hold a grudge. That's because in their most positive aspect, once they decide to trust you, they'll turn their stinger outward in your defense hundred percent of the time. So they're very, they can be very loyal and they will protect you at all costs. Right. They are also naturally psychic and a lot of them specialize in spiritual work. If they delve into the occult realms, mm. they often present themselves to the outer world as dark, moody, complex, and mysterious as they are obsessive, possessive, and investigative. Hmm. Mm. So complex. Mm. While many refer to this placement as the making of scientists and psychopaths. <laughs> Seriously. There's a fine line between genius and insanity, they say. Scorpio. Well, go ahead. I was gonna I was gonna say maybe a blurred line. Yeah. Scorpio <laughs> moon people teach the rest of the world how to express their innermost desires, no matter how taboo, completely uninhibited even if they're always a little paranoid of being stabbed in the back at the same time. Mm. 
So these are the people that are not afraid to do things that are completely unacceptable to mainstream society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would All right. Agree. What about maternal figures in childhood? Okay. So Scorpio moon children likely had maternal figures who suffered tragic losses aw, or who was unwilling to fulfill their needs. You may view your caregivers as people who emotionally betrayed you and left you to your own devices due to their own crises. Mm -hmm. This is deep and sad. I'm sorry, but (laughs) the saddest. There may be a deep wound associated with feeling unwanted. And yet you may also feel that your mother was maybe too possessive and highly dramatic. Mm. This leads to an adulthood for Scorpio moons in which they retain skepticism, believing everyone has an ulterior motive. You guys, you can't live your lives like this. You got to let go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I I I just, I don't think I could be a Scorpio moon. This would literally drive me crazy to live like this. Okay. Well, in a not so intense way, like take a little bit of intensity out of it. These are the people that are always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Right. But that is intense, though, you know, Mm -hmm. the level of anxiety. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I'm anxious talking about it. Okay, I'm a Pisces moon and I have that. And I but I don't know if that's like the Pisces moon or the Virgo sun, but I'm that way as well. I'm always like, "Mm." it's a delightful combination. What do you really want? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Okay, so when a Scorpio moon becomes a maternal figure, they will likely teach their children not to take anyone at their word. Yeah. And research and explore the depths on their own, which is a good thing. Yeah, question, question, question. Yeah, that that those are that is a good quality to have. Their welcome to the world may be traumatic, as may have been your birth. And you will also teach your children how to spot weakness in others, as well as how to hide their own, which could be good or bad, depending on how you look at it. Most importantly, you will show your children how to express themselves and move move through the world uninhibited by the opinions of others. And I think that is excellent. That's wonderful, because clearly Scorpio moons deeply care about what people think about them. So it's good that they teach their children (laughs) um, Mm. how not to care, I guess. Sagittarius moons. These people seek emotional fulfillment in the acquiring of knowledge, freedom, as well as adventure. They are essentially the most philosophical of the signs. So Sagittarius moons place great value on expanding their horizons with new experiences and also learning a broad range of different subjects. Mm. They're the lifelong student in search of the best philosophies and hidden knowledge. And because of this, they can also make excellent teachers as well. They're always seeking, seeking, mm. seeking. That's that's like the the affirmation, actually, the personal affirmation for a Sagittarius is I seek. Many of our famous pioneers, such as Neil Armstrong, Albert Einstein, and Justin Timberlake. Hey, he was a pioneer in music. (laughs) 
<laughs> he was. Girl, bye. The dude no, is like millions. If he comes back for a reunion tour, you better believe I'm going. Okay. Um, excuse me. That was just on TikTok. FYI. I've been hearing rumors about it. Um, yes, NSYNC's doing a reunion tour. Who's going to the reunion concert? It's gonna be May. Okay. It's gonna be May. <laughs> okay, anyways, moving on. Anyway. They have their moon in Sagittarius and they tend to push the boundaries in their fields of interest. Right. Doing new and different things. Yes. They're highly optimistic and many of them are naturally lucky. Yeah. Well, Sagittarius is ruled by what planet? Jupiter. That's right. Planet of luck. They can get themselves in so much trouble. Like this is no lie. (laughs) These people can literally be in legal trouble and all the charges get dropped even if they did or didn't commit whatever it was. Well, don't be giving them uh, some hope here. Oh, no, I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) Look, this doesn't just... This isn't just Sagittarian moons. This is Sagittarians in general. Like this luck... (laughs) No, I'm serious. This luck aspect... I don't feel, like my, I mean, I don't know, you, but I see, I have a lot of Capricorn in me What that goes, well, I achieved it with hard work, you know? So I don't really feel like I'm lucky necessarily. <laughs> yeah, but you must, you have to admit though, like, even though a lot of things came out of hard work for you, you still like by some esoteric ability i don't know divine uh divine timing you were in the right place at the right time multiple times mm. to be okay. able to accomplish you know what i mean i'll buy it i'll buy it yeah okay anyways <laughs> okay more on the sagittarian moon folks they are highly productive adaptable goal-oriented and gifted improvisers and basically able to achieve whatever it is they set their mind to Mm. They are often gifted comedians and generally are the ones to crank up the party. <laughs> and they're negative, though. They can go overboard in the partying. They party yeah. hardy. Yeah. They, they can be too clingy to their freedom and forget their commitments. Oh, my God. Yes. We have a major problem with commitment. Commitment phobe. <laughs> I don't even like that word. Okay. The moon sign is often late to events. Yes, it will send the Sagittarian moon running in the opposite direction if they feel caged or controlled in any way. Mm. They also may suffer a deep fear of FOMO, which is fear of missing out. If you all don't know that acronym, they're adventurers, right? They like to seek out new adventures. And basically, this can become an escape as well. Like if they're stressed out or they're feeling hurt in some way, they'll try to go to the next adventure to alleviate that hurt. Correct. All right. Maternal figures in the Sagittarian moon's childhood are usually lifelong learners who sought to gain enlightenment because of, and even in the face of trying life circumstances, you may view your caregivers as fun, loving and adventurous. They may also have lacked some parenting skills in favor of being the friend rather than the parent. Mm. Oof, yeah. 
which can cause problems, right? As a maternal figure, a Sagittarian moon will teach their kids a sense of personal freedom and introduce them to the importance of experiential learning. Which is mega important. Absolutely. And they will also show their kids how to have a good time, how to indulge in a good sense of humor, and how to look at the world with optimism. I wish I had a Sagittarius moon. Yeah, I definitely don't. All right. So our next one is Capricorn moon. Isn't this your moon? Yeah. I was going to say, which happens to be mine. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let's learn more about you. Yeah. Capricorn moons can be summed up apparently in a single word, composure, which I have to laugh at that. Ha ha. Oh, but you do. Like that is something... I think like from an outside perspective, if you were to look at you, you would think that you've got it all together. <laughs> wow. Like serious. However, I don't know about that. But anyway, so the Capricorn moon, these natives almost never lose their cool. Or if they do, they do so out of the sight of others. That is pretty much true. I will not cry in public. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So appearing to be out of control or becoming emotionally unhinged in a situation is a Capricorn moon's worst fear. And they actually regard it as a weakness in themselves and others. Mm. That is for the most part true. Yeah. I think that that's definitely a big part of it. They pride themselves on having their emotions grounded in reality. Mm. They also value obligation, respect, structure, ambition, and caution. That is very true. You will not find a Capricorn moon taking unnecessary risks. And when they take risks at all, they ensure that there's a safety net if things don't go as planned or things go awry. They always have a plan B. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As as a kid and as an adult, I'm not much of a risk taker. I'm always weighing out like what is the risk to this? And if it's real high, I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah, risk versus reward. Right. Very important. Yeah. Just as Scorpio moons aim to gain control, Capricorn moons embody emotional control to a level not seen in other moon signs. They can be emotionally complex and sensitive when hurt, but their ability to hide their true emotions is unmatched. They might even appear distant and cold and leave some people wondering if the Capricorn moon feels anything at all. Mm, I can attest to that. (laughs) But we do, but we do, but we do. Capricorn moons have a basic need to be ambitious and productive in seeking to achieve realistic and practical goals. This basically gives them emotional fulfillment because Mm. their self-worth is strongly linked to their sense of achievement, feeling criticized or rejected or fail like a failure can basically send them into a downward spiral of depression and can lead to substance abuse. Mm. Meeting a Capricorn moon's achievement expectations might feel impossible, but it's the same standard that they hold themselves to. So don't take it too personally. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Many of these natives may fear allowing themselves to have fun, lest they create emotional interdependence with others. Huh. They are reluctant to ask for help or to experience 
genuine kindness. Mm. Hmm. Always looking for a motive, I think. Like, why are you being nice? What's the what's behind the curtain, Wizard of Oz? Yeah, yeah. Most of all, those with the Capricorn moon desire status, security, and external approval for their achievements. Big words of affirmation, people too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In relationships, these individuals can appear to be frigid or at the very least dislike public displays of affection on a regular basis. I am not, however, like that, but that doesn't mean that it's not Capricorn moon as a whole or that, you know, um, other things don't come into play there, right? Right. Yes. However, they are hard workers, will accomplish any tasks they deem themselves obligated to, and will provide real-world solutions to practical problems. Usually they follow through pretty well, unless they have a Sagittarius sun, which makes them a little more scattered. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in childhood, if you have a Capricorn moon, you might have experienced a maternal figure who was cold and distant or very strict and structure and discipline of the household. Mm. Yeah. It is likely you were raised learning a strong sense of obligation and repressed your self-expression. Appearing to be out of control, even in childhood, was likely a no option. And you learned early on that no one is going to hand you the keys of the kingdom. So you got to learn how to do it yourself. Your caregivers Mm -hmm. may also have appeared to be limited in some way emotionally um, and unable to love you with all of their ability. Now, on the flip side of this, if you're a Capricorn moon and um, you become a maternal figure, you will teach your kids how to problem solve, achieve success, and maintain their composure in a world that loves to exploit weakness. You may also show your children what it means to be cautiously optimistic and how to plan for every possible scenario. And on the negative of that, if I could just add my experience, I have found myself in the past, you can take that emotional lesson on your children to the extreme and basically, you know, put that whole, you know, showing too much emotion as weakness thing on your kids and Mm. To a degree, it's good to like show them strength and fortitude, but in other ways, it's not good because you don't want a kid like repressing all their emotions into adulthood. Right. Therapy. <laughs> <laughs> like me. <laughs> okay. Right. Let's, should we move on to Aquarius moon? Yes. Okay. Aquarius moons are known for their eccentric ways and for good reason. This moon sign is commonly known as a sign of anarchists and they are the black sheep. Mm. They tend to dance outside the bounds of the norm. These are the folks that definitely march to the beat of their own drum. They are here to question the status quo and they're known to challenge the institutions that are that are out there that are in existence. These are the guys probably that are protesting things, right? Or or, or trying to get oh, yeah. bills signed and all that kind of good stuff. Aquarius moons are very big into um, society at large and philanthropy and all of those things. Yeah. And, and I just want to. Just for a second, I just want to reiterate to everybody out there, because for some reason, this is a thing. Aquarius, not a water sign. 
Aquarius is an air sign. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Just because they're the water bearer doesn't mean that that is the element. Right. And I think that's right. confusing. I mean, cause aqua is in the name. So people assume too. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're talking about how they, they're, they march to the beat of their own drum. Okay. So they observe and question and hope of dismantling all that is toxic and harmful to their fellow human beings. They find fulfillment and independence and taking the unconventional road. Mm. A good example of someone with an Aquarius moon is John Lennon. Mm. And he was very much known for rebelling against the system and leading an unconventional existence and always questioning the status quo. Yes. Very good example of what an Aquarius moon looks like in the world. I like, I like the vibes. I like the Aquarian (laughs) vibes (laughs) in relationships. The Aquarius moon needs a ton of freedom and they expect the same in return. So they're not going to like negative emotions, like too much jealousy, any kind of possessiveness, too much emotional dependence. They fear this so much that they believe themselves to be above these emotions. Sorry, they fear it so much because they believe themselves to be above these emotions and may fall victim to spiritual and emotional bypassing. Mm, Yes. Mm. 100%. These, this is like um, <clears throat> this is like the toxic positivity stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? The toxic, too much love and light. Right. Yeah. Okay. Aquarian moons may lack attachment whatsoever. They can be very stubborn and fickle, and they will, but they will collect friends from all different walks of life. Mm. That is very true. They are rarely judgmental of others or swayed to go against the nature of who they are to appease someone else's opinion of them. Hence why black sheep. (laughs) Yeah. Because they just don't give a. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. In childhood, the Aquarius moon probably experienced a maternal figure as a trailblazer Concerned more with the plight of mankind and less about taking care of daily responsibilities. Gosh, I know some people like this. <laughs> I I want to ask my friend if her mom, I want, I bet her mom has an, or no, hold on. This is if you're an Aquarius moon, I'm going to have to see if my friend actually has the Aquarius moon because her mom was totally like that. Anyway, hmm. Aquarius moons view their caregivers as people who taught them how to let their freak flag fly without judgment, but who neglected to provide them with clean clothes or money for school field trips. Yep. 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 (laughs) And it's very negative aspect. This could even mean suffering from childhood neglect. And that we're talking extremes here, people, right? Extremes. It's not going to happen in every situation, but yeah. Your relationship with maternal figures may improve significantly from your teen years into your adulthood. Like when they're no longer responsible for your clothes and lunch. Right. For (laughs) caring for their child. Right. After they're out of the caring role. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And I believe we are on our last moon sign. No, it's mine one. (laughs) It's yours. Yeah. Oh, woohoo. 
Pisces moon. Well, I'll bet you have a lot to say about this, huh? (laughs) So the Pisces moon sign meaning equals a place for psychics, rescuers, dreamers, and delusions. Yep, all the above. That is a loaded statement. (laughs) That's a loaded sentence. Uh, Those with the moon and Pisces can come across as whimsical in their appearance and almost telepathic with those they are close to. That's happened to me quite often. They, They are deeply empathic, most to the point of clairsentience, and can feel the subtle energies within any room. Check. (laughs) they are sponges that can pick up other people's emotions and display compassion better than any other moon sign Mm. till my virgo kicks in (laughs) right however unlike the cancer moon pisces moon natives instinctively know when they are weighed down by energies that are not their own and will seek reclusion in order to recharge check Because they're so highly attuned to the emotions and suffering of others, they can also be naive, believing anyone's stories of hardship and lose themselves in the suffering of others if they're not careful. Okay, I have something to say about that. Mm -hmm. So if you're a Pisces moon, you definitely need to be careful of that one, especially in the dating world. Because you can meet somebody that has just like this horrific story of their life, right? And instinctively, you're like, oh, my gosh, I need to help you run away. (laughs) Like in my, you know, in my early adulthood, my mom used to tease me and say that I was trying to save the world one man at a time. And this is why. Yeah. Yeah. I could see how that could be a problem. Mm hmm. Attracting the people with problems, I guess. (laughs) Okay, keep going. All right. So the Pisces moon is also home to escape artists. They readily move through the world as if this world were just a dream and can be masters of conscious disassociation when badly hurt, sometimes expressing expressing their emotions through visual art, writing, or music. Yes, all of that. And they're extreme negative. They can develop substance abuse problems trying to disassociate from their emotional wounds. When I was younger, (laughs) they are emotionally passionate and their personal pursuits and are blessed with an odd and lighthearted sense of humor. Yes, maybe odd, odd. but you don't have a lighthearted sense of humor. (laughs) No, I have a dark sense of humor. You have a what? Very dark. Yeah, I was going to say that. No, the lighthearted. No, no, I disagree with that. It's definitely odd. Yeah, yeah. Piscean moon people have a rich imagination and inner world, often feeling and expressing emotion in an abstract and complex way. Mm. Though they may seem distant, they are really just sorting out their emotions on another plane of existence. Physically, most Piscean moons have otherworldly qualities to either their physical bodies or their energies. There is something out of this world about them. You know, what's funny about that? When I first met my husband... He's like, he's like, there's something about your energy. I'm like, dude, that's a filter. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe it is. I don't know. If you use filters, it would be kind of hard to determine through pictures. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) He was talking about my aura. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> in relationships, this moon sign can stay long past when they should have ended the relationship simply to save their partner's feelings. Mm, I can attest to that. <laughs> They're also romantic and sentimental. Yes. In the negative, they can idealize their partners with unrealistic expectations, and they become frustrated when those expectations are not met. Check. <laughs> Ooh, I feel like that's a lot of people in general. Um, but yeah. Piscean moons are also spiritual and desire to connect spiritually with their intimate partners. Yep. Sex magic, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> What am I saying? The Piscean moons view their yeah. maternal figure as one of two polarities, either as a saint who sacrificed her wants and desires selflessly, or as the wounded soul that needed to be cared for emotionally or otherwise by her own children. Mm. You may also experience an uncanny psychic connection with your caregiver and have trouble keeping boundaries between the two of you. Mm -hmm. As an adult, these natives will be drawn to people and situations which require caretaking or will carry the burden of the wound of never feeling cared for enough, constantly looking for ways in which they can get the care they didn't receive as children. Mm. This sounds like a bit of a negative feedback loop a little bit, but anyway, <laughs> as a maternal figure, as a Pisces moon, you may show passion and compassion for your children on an intuitive and instinctive level. You will teach them how to use their imagination to escape the harsh realities of the world and how to be an emotional support to others, especially those who have been cast out by society. Mm. Most importantly, you will raise your kids with a sense of emotional intelligence, making them wise beyond their years. Yes. Now, so I'm not trying to say anything here, but I feel like that was a novel for the Pisces moon. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, it's not true. Capricorn was just as long, my friend. It didn't feel that long. <laughs> but it was. I know, but you know what? Pisces moon just sounds so cool. It's not. <laughs> Let me just tell Pisces you. Pisces moon's like the popular girl of the moon signs. No, not really. <laughs> but like um, the part about disassociation, conscious disassociation, mm -hmm. like that particular trait that that can be like it can be a positive right but like you how many times in my life cold and like just unfeeling because i have the ability to completely con and like go, like when i'm reading a book or when i'm writing or or things like that you know what i mean like i learned very early on how to basically check out from a mental standpoint yeah about what was going on around me yeah so like i said it can be a good thing but it, it can also be a a really weird thing for the people around you to observe and sometimes they're pretty disturbed by it yeah i mean i think that's also a learned trait like if you have a tumultuous childhood too 
Mm, true. But, um, well, I think that's it for the moon signs. We did it. We did it. Holla. The trilogy has come to a conclusion. Our moon sign series is a wrap, folks. Thank you so much for joining us and stay tuned next week for another episode. And remember, whether you're in the land of the Fae or the land of the ancestors, stay otherworldly.